0: Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Stingers Up Sacramento State Football Podcast. I am your host, Jason Ross. It's taken me a while to get this episode out. Still sore, still bitter, still a little sour about the way it ended. But as time has gone on, you reflect on truly how great of a season it was for Sacramento State football. was hoping and optimistic that there would be more football. I knew the first-round matchup would be a very big challenge for the Hornets, and it proved to be. Now, the Hornets didn't help themselves out in Saturday's loss to the Jackrabbits. But had they gotten through that, they would have been home in week two or the third week of the playoffs with Villanova. And I think they would have got through that one. I really do, based on watching just one game at Villanova. That's probably unfair for me to say. But I think the journey would have been on uh, for a little bit more. But it did come to an end, and uh, it is unfortunate. But I also don't want it to spoil what truly was just another amazing season uh today on the podcast we will look back at the highlights of the game uh on saturday last saturday against the jackrabbits and uh, kind of some season reflection and also let you know that uh before long it's another big recruiting day we'll do another podcast on the hornets recruiting class and by all accounts things are going very well and that's what will happen when you win the big sky two years in a row and you've got a coaching staff that a lot of people myself included believe in so uh, let, let's start though, first and foremost with the, the matchup with the game, we knew it would be difficult talking to the coaching staff, talking to Troy Taylor, talking to Andy Thompson, uh, all the, you know, a lot of the coaches going into the week, they knew they were playing a very good football team, but they also know they have a very good football team. And I think one of the things that was clearly established that they wanted to establish was to get ahead, to have the lead, to make a team that likes to run the ball, have to play to you and catch you. And I think even if you look at the beginning of the game, the Hornets won the toss. They don't always elect to receive, but I think when they want to get ahead and establish things, they will do that. And, you know, it was very uncharacteristic of the Hornets, the way they started the game. Even the first two plays were fine. Got a couple yards, third down, a really well-designed play downfield, maybe 20, 25 yards open. I believe it was Marshall Martin that dropped the pass And that's one of your best receivers. Really sound play. And, yeah, it's only the first series of the game. Third play, you wonder, well, what would have been different had that ball been caught and completed for near midfield? Instead, it was a punt, and it just started a first half that was totally out of characteristic, out of character for the Hornets. And, you know, Sometimes things go that way, even to this point. Uh, we are going to have highlights, and this isn't a doctored tape that you're going to hear. I'm actually going to narrate some of these things leading into the highlights. But all year long, I've recorded every game, all plays, all halves, so just so I can document it, have it for the podcast, have it for the future, for highlights, for game teases, all those kind of things. The first half, I recorded the game, came home. It took me a couple days to to kind of get back to it. And like ah, Sunday, I was just really bummed monday tuesday you're you're just kind of reflecting and reading things and knowing about all the missed opportunities the hornets had, but I said all right let me let me go back let me listen i'm I'm ready to listen, and the first half didn't record no joke i don't I mean I did want it. I know it wasn't the best of hornet football, but it's not going to truly tell the story in our recap here, but for whatever reason, I had play and record audio file is there, but there says something recorded differently in a record of the second half, and it's all there. So uh, that's where we'll uh, get to, but got to kind of reflect on the first half before we get to our second half portion of our uh, breakdown here. Um, yeah, I mean, three and out to start for the Hornets, that's very rare. Jackrabbits go right down the field and score 7 nothing. You're like, okay, well, this isn't ideal, but, hey, there is so much football to go. A second drive, another three and out for the Hornets. The Hornets ran six plays for six yards. That is not this football team. And I thought of one thing, and I told you in last week's podcast, everything was so even. I would say run game was better for South Dakota State, though the Hornets' run game could be good. Passing game for the Hornets was a little bit better. But I thought the defense, the biggest discrepancy maybe in all of the matchup was the Hornets' defense compared to the Jackrabbits' defense. So I thought the Hornets would be able to score on them. And if you told me before the game that the Jackrabbits would get 24, I'm telling you the Hornets are advancing. It just didn't happen that way. So two three and outs. And an eight play, 73 yard drive for the Jackrabbits, a nine play, 31 yard drive that ended up getting field goal. So it's 10 0. And, you know, the 10,000 fans that were there, it was a cold night, good support. You could just tell everybody wanted something to happen. I could tell you in my mind, I'm thinking, is this Austin P all over again? I mean, the Hornets just got off to a terrible start against Austin P two years ago and really didn't play that well the entire game. So it's 10 nothing. then it starts to look like the Hornets. They're driving. This looks like the team that we know. Critical penalty, offensive pass interference. Another penalty, move the Hornets back. And instead of having, I think they were first and 10 at the 12, they're back near the 35, 40-yard line. And ultimately, that third drive ended with an interception in the end zone. So now, we told you before the game, the critical parts, run defense and turnovers. Who would win those? You know, Could the Hornets limit the run? do their best there, and win the turnover battle. So now it's plus one in the turnover department for the Jackrabbits. Um, after that drive, they didn't do much with it. They gave it back to the Hornets. Hornets had to punt. Then the fourth drive of the half for the Jackrabbits, they went down and scored another touchdown. And you're thinking, my goodness, what is happening here? 17 nothing. the Hornets responded, went right downfield again. And I could tell you from our vantage point on that next drive, when the Hornets were moving late in the half, they set up just the most beautiful screen. Dunaway looked right, then when he veered back to the left, everything beyond the line of scrimmage looked so open for us, like from our press box view. But credit the defensive lineman who dropped back into coverage. Dunaway threw it to him. And he picked him off, and that drive stopped. Jack Ravitz would add another touchdown. And then right before the half, the Hornets got three points, and it's 24-3, to and you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? 24-3, first-half numbers. Hornets had 193 yards and 37 plays, but the two turnovers. Jackrabbits ran two more plays and had almost 100 yards more, 37, or 39 plays for 285. Also, the worst thing about it, the Jackrabbits were going to get the ball first to start the second half. So they did get the ball first. Jackrabbits went five plays, 23 yards, gave the ball to the Hornets. So now here's where we'll pick up our highlights Hornets down 24-3, and on their first touchdown scoring drive, they needed some help, and they needed to convert a fourth down. It's fourth down. Fans starting the wave here. Critical play with 7.40 to go in the third. Hornets trailing 24-3. Fourth down and one at the Jackrabbit three-yard line. Asher O'Hara working from the shotgun. Shifts Scadaboo into the backfield. It's a design run for O'Hara. He's got the first down. He is down to the one-yard line. First and goal, Hornets. Wow.
1: He's not a big guy, but he's crafty, and I'm surprised he didn't go airborne because yeah. that's what he likes to do.
0: He we got have, bent back at the end. We
1: haven't had an O oh, airborne today.
0: So they converted the fourth down. Again, remember, still down 24 to 3. It still took him a couple of plays later, but finally, finally, the Hornets break through and get in the end zone. Third and goal from the three. Scataboo's in the backfield with Dunaway. They're going to play fake. He's going to throw over the middle. If caught, touchdown, Pierre Williams. Well, the Hornets are on the board with a touchdown that they desperately needed. It's now 24-9. to 9.
1: Oh, and to see the high fives in the crowd, finally. Finally a celebration to last throughout the year. So bring your good times and your laughter.
0: Well, you could hear it in the background the fans were festive. They were lively. Steve's even quoting cool in the gang, trying to get something going for the Hornets. 24-10 to 10 at this point, and now the defense is going. Uh, they are figuring them out. After giving up a decent chunk of yardage in the first half, the defense really started to lock in, and senior Josiah Erickson finally got to the quarterback. Second down and 10 for the Jackrabbits. Pierre Strong, the All-American running back, is on the left side of Oladoken. Tight end. Hines goes in motion. Oladokun to throw again. Looks back here to the near side with time. Flush to his right. Now retreats. He's going to be dropped. He is dropped all the way back at the 22-yard line. He had barely, the ball barely hung onto it. Barely
1: fumbled. Erickson got a hand on the ball and almost pulled it out of there, and that would have made this a game. It's just so crazy because it's 24-10. The Hornets have been way down the whole game. If they force a fumble there yes. and they score, they're only a touchdown down. Which, it's just the Hornets are on the edge of making this a football game.
0: In that play, it was, you know, even seeing the replay so close to a strip sack, and it felt like that all night. So close to so many big plays. I remember one of the plays late in the third quarter, a bomb to Pierre Williams just off his fingertips. One in the first half was probably thrown about a half yard too short. The one in the third quarter was a half yard too long, Game of inches. The Jackrabbits fumbled the ball three times, recovered them all. The Hornets were the one that turned it over twice officially and then had a turnover on down. So a lot of things weren't going their way, but they're trying to create something here. After getting that defensive stop, uh, now let's uh, get the offense going again. And here's uh, Jake Dunaway on a big connection. Jake Dunaway is in. He's surveying the field. He's got Perkinson on his left side. The senior running back, Dunaway looking to his left. Throws over the middle. It's caught by Marshall Martin. And a nice second cut. And then he just blasts through the defense all the way to the 34-yard line. A physical punishing run by Marshall Martin.
1: Yep. He's small for a tight end, but gigantic for a receiver. And he's a great player all season long for the Hornets.
0: 19-yard pickup. The Hornets now have the total yardage lead. Doesn't mean much because Uh they're down 24 to 10. Wow, wow. So after just getting crushed early, they've responded, but missed opportunities has been the theme of the night. As we said, missed opportunities felt like the theme of the night, but they're still going, trying to keep the drive alive. Uh, Pierre Williams with a nice hookup. Here's O'Hara to throw. He's going to look downfield into double coverage to Pierre Williams, who comes back, makes an adjustment, and makes the catch to the 30-yard line. A long throw by Asher O'Hara, first down Hornets. He's
1: just heaved the ball up in the air, and you've got good odds with a player like Pierre Williams, huh?
0: Yes. So, again, it's still 24-10, fourth quarter. Time is going. Big decisions are going on here. Here it becomes after yet another time where the Hornets get sacked and move back. They're set into a third and long. But on third and 32, you certainly have to get some chunk yardage here. The last thing you want is a fourth and 32. Yep. yep. You don't need all 32. You'll take it. You don't need eight guys
1: back there. They're going to rush four, though. So
0: And they're dropping everybody back. They're going to give something underneath. Dunaway back to throw. He will throw underneath. Goes to Scadaboo. He's going to try to go to work. Breaks one tackle. Turns up field. Breaks two more. And goes out of bounds <laughs> at broke, the 29. He ended
1: up getting by three guys, but there was a fourth one there. Otherwise, that could have been something.
0: Well, they got 13, and they're going to kick. This is interesting. 24 to 10. I just don't know if the Hornets are going to get two more possessions. But They're going to try to get a little bit closer here instead of fourth. And Curious.
1: This is a very long field goal, too.
0: Yeah, it would have been fourth and 20. I'm, I, I'm surprised, but we'll see. This will be a 48-yard field goal from the left hash. Cognetti is the snapper. Clark is the holder. Senkowski the kicker. It's a low line drive kick, but it's good.
1: Wow. 24
0: a, to 13. A bullet goes a, through. What a dart. Well, time out on the field, 9.49 to go. Momentum has shifted, but it's pushing that heavy rock up a hill. It's been very slow, 24-13, 9.49 to go in the game. Well, I asked the question there, will they get the ball back two more times? Unfortunately, we found out the answer. They would not. So they... Uh, Get the field goal, though. Great kick. I mean, Sinkowski just had an amazing year. 24-13 at that point. And so here you go. Again, back on the defensive side where they absolutely have to stop the Jackrabbits. Third down and eight at their own 41-yard line. Hornet defense, without question, desperately needs this stop here if they have any chance. They're down 24-13. 6.28 to go in this game. Fog continues to roll into the stadium here. See how aggressive Chris Oladokun is on this one. He's going to send Tucker Craft, his all-conference tight end. Hornets showing seven. They bring everybody rolling out to his right. He's going to lob it downfield. It's going to come up short. Incomplete. So the Hornets brought everybody.
1: Is Andy Thompson in a nutshell. He brings everybody. He doesn't drop back into zone coverage. Everybody comes. The quarterback just has to... Float the ball up in the air. Beautiful job. Hornets are going to get the ball back. So
0: there you go. That makes the Jackrabbits have to punt. They did. There was also a penalty on the return. Another theme of the game. Starting field position. Wrote these numbers down for you. Here's where the Hornets started with their field position through the game. 22, 25, 25, 25, 25, 21, 13. The three-yard line, the 16, and the 11. None passed the 25 for the Jackrabbits. Their own 27, 41, their own 20, their own 12, 27, 25, their own 17, the 41, uh, the 12-yard line, and the last one after the onside at the Hornet, 48. So they won the field position battle. They were winning things going forward. But as we said and you heard, the Hornets got to stop. They're down 24-13. They're trying to make something happen. And Jake Dunaway here would use his legs. Two-back formation, Scadaboo and Perkinson. Dunaway fields the snap. He's going to go back to throw, flush to his right, looks downfield. He's going to run with it. 20, 15, 10. He goes out of bounds inside the 10-yard line, very close to the first down. And he might have enough. He's got it. Well, getting out of bounds was critical. First and goal, Hornets at the 6. All right, so the Hornets and the crowd, you could just feel it. You could really sense, like, this might be one of those days where this is a game we're talking about for years to come. 24 nothing. it's looking bleak. Is it going to be the miracle uh, at Hornet Stadium? Well, the Hornets need to get a touchdown, and they would break through another one here on the ground. Asher O'Hara worked from the pistol, second and goal from the one-yard line. Snap comes in, it's a toss, end around to Gable. Gable sprints, Gable is in! Touchdown, Sacramento State! The Hornets were down 24-0. It's now 24-19. Two minutes and 33 seconds to go. What a play call. What a design. And look for the Hornets to go for two here. All right, so the Hornets did go for two. Didn't convert that. It's 24-19. Of course, they would have to go for an onside kick. They didn't get that either, though. It was a pretty good kick, and one of the upmen for uh, South Dakota State jumped in front of it, but uh, he didn't touch it, and then one hopped into the Jackrabbits. They got it, so it's back on the defense. This is really tough where you've got to get a stop. Hornets are exhausting their timeouts, and it set it up. For fourth and one. Can the Hornets do it? Fourth down and one. The Jackrabbits are going to get under center right away. Ola Dokin is under center. Are they going to hard count this? Ola Dokin now shifts. They're going to snap it to Davis. They better be ready. The Hornets better be ready. Snap comes into Davis. Davis runs left. Oh, and he breaks through. He breaks through. The Hornets say they want to stop, but he got it. He got the yard he needed. I knew they were doing a trick play there. Oladokin went to the sideline like something was up, and the Jackrabbits are going to win. First down, clock will run, and that 24-0 lead they built is going to be enough. It's too bad. A great season for Sacramento State is going to come just a little bit short. They'll go into the victory formation, and the Jackrabbits are going to be the only unseeded team to move on to the Elite Eight. I will say this. I thought the Jackrabbits didn't get a very good spot on third down because I thought they did convert it. Fourth down into the Hornets' defensive line claims that uh, the Jackrabbits moved. There was no call there. So the Jackrabbits moved on to the Elite Eight, and here's the final call. As they take a knee, and that's going to end it. The Hornets' amazing season is going to come to an end tonight on their home field as the visitors, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, built a 24 to nothing lead The Hornets stormed back with 19 straight, but couldn't get one more stop that they needed to see if their offense could prevail. Tough, tough loss. The season ends, and a great year, and a big sky title as the Hornets fall to 9-3. Postgame is next. Jack Rabbits win 24-19. Yeah, I think you could even hear it in my voice, just depressed. And, you know, it's, it's a reflection time, too, when you think, what a great year, but you knew, I, like I would say, the comparison two years ago, Hornets didn't play well, didn't deserve to beat Austin P. This one, you think about all the different things. This is the ultimate what-if game. So many different things could have changed the outcome of this game. And you look at the defense of the second half. We told you those first half numbers, giving up 285 yards. Second half in 27 plays, I believe it was around 80 yards or 78 yards. So the Hornets did such a better job, outgained them, 480 to 363. Uh, the turnovers, officially two, but three on downs, uh, was the difference. And special teams on punt returns, just not getting the the field position. Uh, so many different things, and then just there were just less possessions in the game. I mean, not as it scored on four of their last five possessions, the last one before the half, and three of the four in the second half. Held them scoreless in the second half, just too far behind and couldn't get the ball one last time because i tell you if they stopped them on that fourth down or if they had forced him to punt i was about as certain as you could be that the hornets were going to do it and they were going to win it just didn't happen and uh, let's hear from coach uh, with danny after the game down here with the
1: coach coach team battled the second half came up a little short tonight we did yeah proud of our guys started slow got ourselves in a hole we did battle back, um, came up a little short. But it was a great football team that we played, and uh, I like our team, too. T- we
0: just came up a little short. They tried they tried hard tonight, and this team, you held them scoreless second half yeah. and gave the opportunity. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, our guys fought. Our uh, defense came back and, and played harder and tackled better. Uh, just wish we could have got a stop there at the end, had one more opportunity, but, you know, it just wasn't in the cards
0: Congratulations on a great season, though, Coach. It was a pleasure working with you all season.
1: Thank you very much. Singers up.
0: So a bitter pill to swallow, and the Hornets have uh, now time to get better. I know Coach also said you need to go through things like this to, to truly get to where you want to be. I'm so happy to see where the program is, how much they've elevated, how far they've gone, and to know what's still out there, what areas need to get better. And that next step is in recruiting, player development, keeping guys intact, keeping the coaches around, and just building, getting stronger, faster, better, more disciplined, all those things. And they've done it. You can just see how they're getting better year by year. Um, They're not going to sneak up on anybody. Maybe they did two years ago, and maybe they even surprised some people this year. But this program has built um, some really good things and now has a nice reputation. And I know if the Hornets make the playoffs again, and let's say they get the same kind of setup where they get a home seed Uh, they're going to have to make that next jump. Prove people that they can get past that first game. They haven't won that FCS playoff game, though they're more than capable. Again, I really think they would have advanced even another round against Villanova. That's my own opinion. Without seeing the game, you never know what would happen. But they played a really good team, got a really tough draw, but the playoff should be tough. And the Hornets, I don't know what lesson they learned. They just made a few mistakes and got off to a slow start. But as the game went along... I didn't leave that game saying South Dakota State is better. They won on Saturday. But I don't know that the Hornets were better either. It just looked like two really good, even teams. The Hornets just gave them more ways to win by turning it over and getting behind. But as it went along, sure looked like Sacramento State was going to catch them, surpass them, and even win. But unfortunately, it's a tough loss. A dream season, though. 8-0, and can't lose sight on what they did. A perfect Big Sky record. They've dominated the conference the last couple of years, all those road wins, some quality wins throughout the year, having the lead in almost every game since Idaho state for all but 14 seconds, uh, coach of the year again in the conference, 16, all conference performers playing two quarterbacks all year, uh, losing Elijah Dotson and still thriving, uh, just truly a great, great season. And we'll do another podcast here soon after the recruiting class is announced next week. And look forward because spring ball will be here soon, sooner than, than we all think after we get through these cold winter months. And then next year's schedule will be ready to go with games at like Colorado State, uh, Dixie State will be at Hornet Stadium, and then a road game at Northern Iowa. They played that home and home. League schedule is a little different than this year, probably a little more difficult, but um, we'll go over that as well. But um, a tough way to end it, but certainly an amazing season that needs to be appreciated and acknowledged and remembered for a long, long time. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back with another edition of the Stingers Up Football Podcast. I'm Jason Ross. Thank you so much. Tell a friend we're out there. Make sure they get involved in this program because it's a it's a good time right now to be a Hornet, that's for sure. So thanks so much for listening. Stingers Up.